Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Vishita. And I'm Elena. You're new. <laughs> yeah, Elena. <laughs> that I am, yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Elena Ramsey with the Ohio Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm yeah. so honored to um, be a part of the NARAL team. Um, we're doing this great collaborative partnership where I get to hang out in the office and work on behalf of um, Ohio RCRC. Yes. And provide a little bit of that religious um, troublemaking yes. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We're, we're glad to have you. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. So this this is a new partnership. I mean, mm-hmm. Ohio RCRC has existed for I don't know how many years. Um, it's uh, we've we've been working with the organization since I started working in the pro choice movement. You know, either of us um, through previous executive directors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the woman who you're replacing, Laura Young, Reverend Young, oh, yes. um, moved off to a position with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were looking to replace, uh, the position your board was, mm-hmm. um, and our boss, Kelly Copeland, uh, really values the work that Ohio RCRC has done over the years, the, re- uh, religious coalition for reproductive choice. Um, you know, Kelly's very active with the church. And so she said, hey, you know, if if we can have uh, our two organizations work in closer uh, proximity, mm. <laughs> uh, then this will be a good partnership. So you were hired on. So yeah. what are you what are you hoping to do um, just in general with the organization? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm just so delighted to be back in one in my home state and um help to mobilize people. Um, there's a lot of great work that's been happening, and so I definitely want to build off of that. Um, but it's really exciting times for um, RCRC as a national movement and what we're doing on the ground as well. Um, we're very much a pro-faith, pro-family, pro-choice organization that is different in that we really stand with women recognizing their moral capacity to, to make the best decisions about their lives, their futures, um, in their bodies. And so we really bring that um, moral framework into the conversation. So we, we'll be doing a lot of uh, creative education and advocacy and, um, and just incredible partnerships because we can't do this work alone. And so that's why I was really excited to um, move back home from D.C. to be a part of what's happening here. Right. Do you want to give people a little just brief history of uh, your work that you were doing in Virginia? Just kind of the top line (laughs) to give them a a sense of the flavor that (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're working on? Yeah, well, so I have been working in the gender justice um, movement space for over 10 years now and um, really focused a lot on ending sexual and gender-based violence, you know, rape and domestic violence, um, particularly among people of faith and recognizing that that's just something that the church does not talk about. Um, so I was working mainly with Protestants and um, evangelicals on that. And, but then was recognizing that there was so much pushback about talking about another form of violence that women endure, and that is access and their rights to reproductive health care, right. um, including their right to an abortion. And, 
And that is still a topic that, you know, many churches are barely now just starting to talk about rape and domestic abuse. They're, they're certainly not ready to tackle abortion, at least in the more conservative spaces, which I work in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, over the years, as we've we've presented bills, we've either had uh, whoever was the RCRC uh, executive director at the time testifying, uh, or normally they would speak to you know the clergy community and say, "Hey, who wants to come down to the state house?" And it's the weirdest thing because you get uh, you know you get a, a reverend uh, or a rabbi uh, up at that podium to testify before a committee, and sometimes. You can just see the wheels turning in the committee member's head, you know, oh, yeah. because they've gone to church their entire lives. They've got this idea of how a religious institution should address reproductive health care. And then all of a sudden, you know, this it's, it's normally the rabbi where they'll step up. And I mean, it's like they're looking at an alien from space <laughs> and they're just trying to figure out what this thing is in front of them. Uh-huh. It really just confuses the hell out of some of these state legislators. So, uh, you know, it's an incredibly valuable perspective that we don't get enough of. And, and I say this, you know, big old atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it, there's a ton of value there in having clergy come to uh, come to the events, be a part of the conversation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so this is your first week on the job. Yeah, it's been a banner week. Uh, one first <laughs> podcast ever. And of course, um, you know, an incredible action that NARAL and so many other great partners, especially NARAL, helped lead yesterday, and I got to be a part of. Um, yeah, it's been an exciting <laughs> first week for sure. Yeah. Amazing. You want to describe yeah. what happened? Oh, me? Okay, sorry. I, I didn't you. know yeah, I was on I'm point. Doing all talking. Go for it. So, yeah, so what Elaine is uh, referring to mm-hmm. is the handmade protest that that took place yesterday at the state house and it was absolutely amazing um i mean it had so much coverage i i am still in awe and surprise but um nevertheless i think we're all proud of of the statement that we took so um for those who aren't really familiar with the handmaid's tale it's um a novel made into also uh, a movie um from you know by margaret atwood and it basically just talks about subjugation of women um you know and how they took um, matters into their own hands to gain their independence, um, you know, and a lot of that subjugation was towards was geared towards reproductive, um, no reproductive rights for women. You know, they were kind of made just like to be, um, as the old saying goes, barefoot and pregnant. Right. Um, so they were used just to uh, to obviously just you know procreate. And so um, yesterday, going into the state house into the committee hearing to protest Senate Bill One Forty Five. It was just, you know, it was amazing. You know, they were silent. The handmaids were silent. And I, I definitely think they, it took everyone by surprise, especially the committee members. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. We live streamed it. Um, that was my first time live streaming something. And it was funny just to sit there and watch. Like, I've seen people periscopes before, but, like, I've never done it on my own. So I enjoyed that. Right. Um, but, yeah, it was a good time. So You get to see all the comments from people as it's That was through. the best part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so. so the the Handmaid's Tale, uh, it's it's on Hulu, which I don't mm-hmm. have, so I haven't actually yeah, seen either. the show. Uh, <laughs> but I have the novel, um, and so just to describe, we had sixteen uh, women who were involved in the protest. Yes. Um, and Lenny, can, can we out you? <laughs> oh yeah, please. So proud to yeah. have done that. Um, we we didn't know that you'd be interested, and so the discussion was happening amongst our staff, and you were just like, well. 
can I be a <laughs> yes, It's like you don't have to, yes, we don't even have to ask. <laughs> Just say, I'm in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Each of them had floor-length red robes, mm-hmm. as yes. they were on the show, uh, and white bonnets. Yes. Uh, and that very distinct, stark visual, you know, yeah. to, to see 16 women, you know, in, in two rows. <laughs> front uh, rows. Silently walking yeah. through the state house, And then, yeah, occupying the front mm-hmm. row of this committee room. Absolutely. Um, was, was incredibly powerful, even yeah. to people who weren't familiar with the show. Exactly. Uh, you know, the double takes as soon as somebody walks in the room <laughs> and see this, you know, it That's almost kind of looks your common, like a That's not your common day at the state house, no. <laughs> right, it's not. <laughs> Um, I thought you guys were going to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. As did I. You know, what, <laughs> what was it like sitting in that front row in costume? You know, I was absolutely grateful that, you know, we were allowed to stay and yeah. be present. But then as I sat there, I was just taken aback by how even then the handmaids in real life were not recognized. I'm no one in the committee you know, had anything yeah. to say about what was <laughs> happening in the room. They just kept on talking about yeah. women and what women need without engaging, you know, what was even happening in the room. Yeah, and, exactly. and it was mostly men talking yeah. about what, what they think are best for women. Right, yeah. yeah. So it was uh, definitely jarring and surreal and chilling. And just, you know, I love that creative protest and how it can bring out, um, you know, all these these mm-hmm. questions and bring it to life. But um but it was also just so powerful and real for me, um, you know, as a rape survivor to have, you know, to sit and be silenced and be put in a state of submission. Um, yeah. And it just reminded me again why it's so important, the work that we do, because consent Absolutely. and choice is just so central to um, who we are as created beings. And to be in, a, you know, a space where our proponents... Um, for that bill could not even recognize, you know, women's own sovereignty and authority over their own lives was really um, just disappointing. (laughs) Yeah. To say the least. You know, know, this, this wasn't the first time that we've seen, um, you know, people using this, uh, the book uh, or specifically Mm -hmm. the TV show, because the TV show is really, made these costumes become like instantly identifiable. Yeah. Um, in, uh, in Texas, uh, our, our sister organization, NARAL mm-hmm. Pro-Choice Texas, uh, and uh, their coalition down there has used The Handmaid's Tale uh, as a form of protest in the Texas State House this year. Uh, and that was instantly an incredibly powerful thing yeah. uh, and got the attention of the reproductive rights community mm-hmm. all across the country. Um, also, after that, um, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's of course, it. hilarious. Yes. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, and I, I think it's on YouTube, so we'll put it in the comments if you're, if you're reading our blog. Yes. Um, so the gist of the SNL sketch is, you know, the, the women approach, uh, and they're all silent, and, you know, they're trying not to be seen by the men. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, a couple of guys walk up, and they're like, hey, uh, I didn't see you at the party last week. Ah. And the women are like... You're, you're not supposed to be speaking to me. You know, this is, this is forbidden. He's like, what are you talking about? And the guys in the sketch, I mean, mm-hmm. this is the point of the sketch, they don't even understand that anything has changed with the women. And mm-hmm. I don't think they even, like, really occurred to them, you're all dressed kind of funny. The guys are just leading their lives <laughs> and just completely ignorant that yeah. changes have taken place that have affected women's lives. Right. And so that's... 
that's SNL's, you know, parody of the situation. That was exactly what played out in that committee room. Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I, I expected you guys to get kicked out. Uh, I stepped out in the hallway because we weren't allowed to run our Facebook live during committee. So I stood out there, interviewed Vashita, uh, and Ashley, one of our other, uh, staffers from Cleveland, um, and then after we stopped rolling the video, because there wasn't any action in the hallway, uh, I talked to some of the highway patrol, and I said, you know, I thought you guys were going to kick them out. I mean, I'm not asking you to. Right. But, <laughs> just you know. interesting, you know, interested and annoying. Yeah, and they were like, what? It's, it's just, you know, this is very easy to ignore these people. They're just sitting mm. silently in the front row. And the, the bill sponsor, uh, you know, Matt Huffman, Steve Wilson, these two senators, they stepped up and they testified and just ignored you. Mm-hmm. They're ignoring 16 people dressed in these incredible costumes and just had no problem speaking right over you, even though mm-hmm. you were performing a form of protest against them. You know, it, it speaks volumes. It does. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it so, got terrific press coverage. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed that some of the uh, women members of the State House Press Corps uh, were <laughs> some of the first to. Uh, to show up, uh, you know, in, in preparation for the hearing. Jackie Borchard with uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer. Uh, Joe Ingalls from Ohio Public Radio um, were two of the, the first ones on the scene to, yeah. to make sure that this <laughs> got coverage. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we've seen several times now, uh, this is no exception, where the women in the press corps uh, really are, you know, very important in providing coverage right. to this. Absolutely. Um, how do you think the coverage went? I think the coverage went well. Um, you know, uh, up until, like you said, when we weren't allowed to kind of live stream anymore. Um, it was, you know, covered from the time that they walked up the steps, came through the hallway, and went into the committee room and sat there silently as some of the um, senators were coming in and, you know, uh, getting ready to sit down and getting ready for the, you know, hearing, in preparation for the hearing. So um, I think the coverage went well. I think that um, even though it was ignored by the senators, uh, Huffman and Wilson, I feel like, you know, it was still... Um, it still had a broader statement of what we were trying to say. And, and as much as they ignored it physically, I know emotionally and mentally, mentally, they still had to, you know, acknowledge what was going on. So I guess that's, that's kind of my take on it. So, and I kind of also, because I know we didn't really specify what Senate Bill 145 is for those who may not know. Uh, let me read from the, uh, from the press release. Um, this is a, a quote from Jamie, uh, who's, who's traveling for work today, although yes. I should be here. Um, <laughs> she said, in The Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood said, whatever is silenced will clamor to be heard, though silently. It's a quote from the show. Uh, today's handmaid protesters are here to show the members of the Ohio legislature that women are done being silently restricted in what, may, what they may choose for their own health care. She said, let's call Senate Bill 145 what it is, part of a broader effort to end access to safe, legal abortion in Ohio. The General Assembly has already passed 18 restrictions that have been signed into law. These restrictions disproportionately impact low-income women and women of color. Our laws uh, already create a system in which some women have the ability to exercise their rights to abortion care and some do not. What do you think about that? Powerful. (laughs) Powerful but sad. I think a lot of people don't recognize the severity of these abortion laws. And, um, you know, it, 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 like she said, it impacts women of color and low-income women, and they don't realize that until it's too late, so. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, access is everything, and so we're, 
essentially forcing um, women to you know, move out of state or you know, make other alternative choices that are not as safe. And, and again, what was striking about that testimony is that there was so much disregard for what the medical community has said, yeah. that this is a safe, common procedure, and that's completely disregarded. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this was a sponsored testimony for the bill. Um, we'll uh, potentially next week hear from proponents of the bill. This is yeah. going to be uh, the anti-abortion groups uh, that have been pushing this. Uh, in committee yesterday, Senator Huffman, he was asked, um, you know, who in the medical community did you talk to to prepare this legislation? Uh, did you talk to the Ohio State Medical Association? You know, what doctors? Right. Um, and he straight up said, well, it was Ohio Right to Life that we talked to. Um, so this is yet another piece of legislation that's written by anti-abortion, you know, groups, written by lobbyists. Mm -hmm. And just hand it off to legislators to, to take. You know, the, there isn't input from true medical professionals in crafting these pieces of legislation. That and no conversation with actual women who've had abortions mm -hmm. and to understand the complex personal choice that is that, um, you know, I, I had, was able to, to meet with um, some patients and who have now become advocates. Um, for abortion and to hear their stories and understand that, you know, some of them are mothers yeah. and they decided that, you know, that was not the best choice for their family at the time. And then to then also be a part of the protest with another pregnant woman mm -hmm. who recognizes that, um, you know, she wants to live in a world where everyone has a freedom to decide what to do with their bodies because we're not far off from Margaret was dystopian world. If we're saying that, um, women are just to be vessels exactly. to, to procreate and we're going to force them to carry out a pregnancy that's that's just unconscionable or just anything mm -hmm. be the case you know um i don't know i don't think you were in there but senator laner gave this what they called a chilling testimony yesterday and um or when she was kind of just kind of talking um to wilson and huffman and it was just like you know i I just kind of shake my head because sometimes I feel like as women, we should all get it. Like, you know, no matter what um, your male counterparts are doing, you should understand as a woman um, that that right should not be taken away. So, yeah. 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 Peggy Laner made that comment. Uh, she, unfortunately, uh, is Senator Laner and the former head of Ohio Right to Life. Ah. Uh, That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, we need Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All makes sense now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have Senator Lehner, who uh, has held that role uh, over in the House. We now have Representative Keller, who's uh, currently the, uh, I'm not sure her title, but director of uh, a crisis pregnancy center. Yeah. Uh, so she comes with all of that anti-abortion language. Mm, absolutely. Um, and, and she's been uh, trying to get different bills moving. Uh, we have a couple pieces of legislation currently uh, active in the legislature. Um, in addition to Senate Bill 145, uh, there's House Bill 149, um, which restricts tissue uh, research, fetal tissue research, which is already not happening in the state of Ohio. Absolutely. Uh, and I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. You know, they're trying to take something that's either not happening or already illegal and make mm -hmm. it double illegal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are the sort of just nonsensical 
proposals that they're pitching out there. It, it doesn't yeah. help anybody. It Not creates an undue burden on women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and these are their priorities. And there's so much more going on in this community and in this state that should take precedence over what you guys are doing right now. And it doesn't make any sense to me why this has to be something that's that important where we're dealing with an opiate crisis and um, in other things that just, it's obviously more important. Right. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, House Bill 149. Uh, in other news, um, we saw in, in other bad news, uh, a return of uh, what they're calling the Down syndrome abortion ban uh, that was introduced yesterday as well. That's Senate Bill 214. Um, so that uh, bill restricts the ability of women uh, to terminate a pregnancy after receiving a positive prenatal diagnosis for Down syndrome. Um, so that bill uh, is back for its second legislative session. The first time it was up, the very first words out of the sponsor's mouth uh, when she was testifying in support of that was, not every family is equipped to raise a child with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, yeah, it doesn't make any type of sense at all. So once again, like you said, nonsense go, like it doesn't make any sense that we can take something that some people have no idea what it takes to deal with and make a decision, you know, on behalf of those families who do have that um, common, you know, situation going on in their family. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll continue to work on that. Uh, the state budget is continuing to move. Uh, of course, the budget has to be signed into law by June 30th uh, of this year. Uh, the newest version of the bill um, has put back some of the money for crisis pregnancy centers. Uh, the, uh, the previous budget from two years ago gave them a million dollars. Um, the first version of this year's budget didn't give crisis pregnancy centers any money. Uh, yesterday's or Monday's version gives them now $100,000. So uh, if this passes uh, in its current form, it would be a 90% reduction in what they're giving to CPCs. Uh, that's yeah. still too much. Absolutely. Um, because these organizations don't provide any benefit. Right. Um, you know, they hand out diapers, but uh, yeah. as, as Kelly Copeland says, it's the least efficient <laughs> method exactly. of distributing diapers to, uh, <laughs> exactly. to low-income women. But so. giving them wrong information or using scare tactics and things like that is obviously something that we do not recommend, um, you know, any organization does. So. Right. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that, uh, and we'll keep you posted. So uh, should we uh, talk about our upcoming <laughs> events? Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, you know, we're still obviously um, in the, the, the middle of uh, Pride season, and this week actually is Columbus Pride. So we all know that Columbus Pride is probably the biggest Pride um, here in Ohio, and um, they have seen large crowds. So, yes. you know, we're expect expecting, I don't know, maybe over 100,000 people, maybe. Uh, I know last year or year before that, it was around maybe more than that. But right, yeah, definitely, um, you know, we're going to be there Friday 4 to 11, but we'll probably be there maybe 4 to 8, 9-ish. Um, and then Saturday 11 to about 8, 9-ish, so. Okay. Um, so people, we'll put the link in the show notes. People can still yes, uh, volunteer. register to volunteer. Come out, volunteer with us. Um, you know, we're, we're having volunteers come in, in two-hour increment shifts. So if you can come volunteer, even if you want to do an hour, we definitely would be grateful for any type of time that anyone can give. Right. 
Um, yeah, last year, remember, it was uh, immediately following the uh, Orlando shooting. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so that, I think, that really contributed. That could have been an increase in crowds, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a record crowd then. Yeah. Um, you know, so so then obviously we're past the one-year anniversary right. of that. And I think that's, you know, still something fresh in people's mind. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Gives them, you know, a real reason uh, plus, you know. Exactly. And a lot of people the are Trump there Trump administration and all of their crap. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's never. <laughs> a dull moment, right? Right. Uh, so that's this weekend. Uh, next week, June 19th, is Policy and Pride in Ohio at Preterm up in Cleveland. Uh, so they've got a, a policy event if you're looking for uh, some nerdy information. Um, <laughs> and then the weekend after that is our big weekend O festivals. Um, that's basically something everywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> June 24th. Absolutely. Um, I think I've kind of like checked out, so I don't exactly remember what June 24th is. I want to say Cleveland and Cincinnati. Am I right? Yep. And, okay. and Comfest. And Comfest, right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be active everywhere. Um, you're going to be exhausted by that point in time. I don't even want to think about it. I don't. I think by that time, though, we will have an uh, um, organizer here. So... Yeah, that will mm. be such a help, and I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> nice. Uh, something to flag for people going to ComFest, uh, Women Have Options Ohio, uh, our, our friends um, who help make the bonnets for the, mm. uh, uh, <laughs> for the protest, uh, they've got a workshop during ComFest called Busting Abortion Stigma. Uh, that's on Saturday at ComFest at 1235. Um, I'm not sure what stage is on. There's normally... It's on the solar stage. Um, so, uh, you know, there's there's several stages at ComFest. Um, if you get the program, you'll be able to find it. Uh, right. So check out Women Have Options uh, to, to see their event. Um, and that'll round out uh, our events for June. So, <laughs> Wow, exciting <Yeah>. time. Okay. <laughs> exciting but tiring. Mm-hmm. But, yes, exciting nonetheless. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that about does it. Uh, Lena, how did you like your first podcast experience? Oh, I love it. Yeah, just shoot the breeze. And, exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll have you back frequently uh, <laughs> since you're, you know, working in the next room. Exactly. Uh, and I guess we'll see everybody next week. Bye. 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 See ya.